Welcome to the Next Dimension Podcast, your portal to an extended reality. Every week we talk about the hottest topics in XR and let you join the discussion live on MRTV. And now, get ready for another exciting episode coming up. Hi and welcome to Season 2, Episode 20 of the Next Dimension Podcast, your podcast that's all about VR and AR. And today, here with me, Gary, Gary from Immersed Robot. Gary, how are you doing today? Very good, always good uh, at the moment. But um, yeah, I had a few PC problems over the past couple of weeks and stuff like that, but uh, I, won't, I won't bore you with all that stuff. But yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty good. Pleased to be here. Great, great to have you here. And also here with us, Tatiana from Disco VR. Tatiana, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing all right. Doing all okay. right. Doing all At right. At this time, yeah. yeah. Happy yes. to be here. It's it's always a pleasure and always a great distraction. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Yeah, I totally get it, Tatiana. Yeah, so happy to have you here. So good to have you here. And I'm looking forward to, uh, yeah distract you a bit from everything that's <laughs> yes, happening. Yes, please. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, let's talk a bit about virtual reality, even though obviously there's so much more important things going on. But let's do it. Let's talk about virtual reality. Let's escape. To let's virtual escape reality. from reality. Yeah, sometimes it's the best thing that you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Also with me, my name is Sebastian Ang. I'm the host of this show and I'm the founder of MRTV. Uh, channel that's dedicated to virtual reality, as you most probably know. And I'm also doing good and I'm looking forward to this show. Yeah, for all of you who don't know what this show is all about, well, every Saturday we talk about virtual reality and in the future probably also augmented reality. This show is live at 9 p.m. Berlin, 8 p.m. London, noon in San Francisco and 3 p.m. in New York City. And if you enjoy this show, then absolutely give it a thumbs up right now if you're watching this on YouTube and uh, also leave a comment probably. Let us know how you enjoyed the show after the show. <laughs> and of course, it would be great if you could uh, leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you enjoy the show. This is the best way to say thank you and to have other people yeah, find this show. So get out your iDevice, get out your iPad, Pad and your iPhones, open the podcast app, find the Next Dimension podcast, and do leave us a review. Today, today we are going to talk about some interesting topics. We're going to talk about MOS 2, which launched already last week, no, the, the week before, but uh, last week we didn't have a show because it was my mom's birthday and I needed to celebrate with her. So that's why last week we didn't have a show. Um, we're going to talk about yeah, MOS 2 and we're going to talk about the um, Cambria, the Meta Cambria leaks from Brad Lynch. And we're going to have a look at the renders that he did and we're going to speculate what we think about the Cambria and if we are excited about it or not, and what it might bring to the table. Also, we're going to talk a bit about the Pimax 8KX, because I think we all spent some time with it, right? Gary, I know it from yep. you. Tatiana, you also had a chance to check it out? Mm -hmm. A bit, yeah? Okay, let's a see. A bit. Let's... It's been a little while. I will have to get back to it, but yes, I can. Yeah, right. 
some remember impressions. my experiences <laughs> yeah <laughs> who knows yeah and that's what we're going to do exactly but before we do that yeah let's talk a bit about what we did in the last week or in the last two weeks and i would like to start with gary gary what have you been doing in virtual reality Well, I mentioned earlier that I wasn't going to bore you with my PC problems, and I won't stay on this for too long, but I've got to mention it, haven't I? So basically, over the past couple of weeks, I was having some major crashes on my PC, and every sort of 20 minutes or when I was doing certain things, it was just crashing on me. And eventually, after a long-winded process, which I honestly won't get into, it, I managed to it boil down to the NVMe, my main drive, basically, the NVMe M.2 drive that I've got in my PC was failing. Um, oh. So I did a reinstall of Windows before I realized this, and it persisted even with a fresh install of Windows. And so I, I bought a new one, and that seems to have solved it. And part of this actually coincided with when I got my Pimax 8KX. So I was running through all of these things, these hassles, setting up the Pimax 8KX while also trying to deal with these unexplained crashes and stuff like this. So I was thinking, is it the PyTool software? Is it the <laughs> Pimax? Or... I could imagine it. It's all yeah. Pimax's fault. <laughs> I know. That's that's what I was thinking. Is it, is, it, is it that that's causing these crashes? But no, it wasn't. It wasn't that anyway. Okay. It, was all, it was all the uh, failing drive because I was having these before. I, I had intermittent crashes before a few weeks before i even got the pimax so i know it wasn't that but uh yeah it was a uh, yeah it's just been a little bit frustrating but um now i've got it sorted i've reinstalled everything and i'm just sort of trying to uh get everything set up as it was before and continue to play vr on my pc i'm, I'm sort of really I'm using the Pimax a lot at the moment and I'm trying a lot of different things, but not really getting too deep in, in, into any one thing with uh, uh, PC gaming, PC VR gaming at the moment, which I'm interested to get back into. And as I settle down with the Pimax 8KX and I don't want to try every single little title that I've got, I'll settle back into the ones that I want to play and really dive in a little bit deeper with those. So yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to that. Yeah, nice. Yeah, we're going to talk a bit more about our Pimax 8KX experiences. But um, yeah, just give me an idea. What are your thoughts, your, your initial thoughts? Um, far <laughs> better than I was expecting. So I tried a Pimax cool to hear. previously, um, you know, several years ago. Um, so I wasn't expecting it to impress me as much as it did. And it's, it is a great experience, but we'll, we'll get onto that exactly. a little bit more because it's not perfect. It's not a perfect no, experience. Not either. at all. Mm -hmm. You have to dial it in a lot. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. like, wow. But when you make these, um, kind of, yeah, dial ins, can I call it like this? Yeah. Then yeah. it is pretty, then it is really cool actually, but you need to do them. If not, mm. then you, you have eye strain, you have bad colors. Right, it's, yeah. it's crazy. You you do have to do them, or it's not going to be great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right, right, yeah. But it's it's nice that you can save those settings for each game, so you don't really right. have to change them one. later on. So it's right. it's. I think that's my favorite part about it is that, I mean, it makes sense that they have this function to save these profiles. Other otherwise, I don't think a lot of people would be willing to 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 play with it this much every time they want to try a different game. Yeah, yeah. I will say I think there's limitations on what you can achieve depending on various factors with that as well. I don't think it's – I certainly don't think it's the heads – I'm getting into it a little bit too deeply, but we'll get into the Pimax a little bit more later <laughs> yeah. on, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Anything else that you you, you played in virtual reality or um, you did? 
Green Hell VR, I think we'll mm. be discussing that a little bit later oh, on. Right. So yeah, that's the, uh, we'll the question. Yeah, 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 we can get onto that. And um, really, no, it's been the Pimax and my continuing drama with uh, the Valve Index, which I've had to send back. Oh. Uh, I got a replacement. I've had to send that back again. And uh, so I'm hoping to get a replacement for that as well. So, yeah, not having too much luck lately, am I, really, with the world <laughs> of VR and PCs and stuff. But hopefully I'll get back on track soon. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but now that you have the Pimax at KX, do you think it could like replace your your Valve Index? Um, for for me at this moment in time, when I when I look at it, it, it won't replace my Index at this moment in time. Um, but mm. I I understand the Pimax, especially more than any other headset I think I've ever used, relies on you putting in the work to get the experience you want. Like you were talking about a, a moment ago, Sebastian, yeah. I do think that you put in more work and That's I've only true. had it for a couple of weeks and I'm still finding new things that make the experience better. So I think the longer I'll have it, the longer I dive into all the things it could potentially become that headset the problem is it's up against stiff competition the valve index while it's not a perfect headset either and it's not got the highest resolution in terms of like an all-rounder it's going to be very difficult to top that at the moment um the pimax is and that's right. the difficulty i would say the pimax i mean the pimax is a better experience than something like project cars too without question i can say that without without question for me that was a like that was a uh, blew me away the experience in project cars too um but it's an all-round vr headset the index probably still pips it this at this very moment in time for me mm -hmm. okay good to know yeah all right cool is that everything that you would like to talk about yeah yeah that's uh pretty much it yeah we'll, we can move on Okay. Yeah, Tatiana, what, what, what did you do in virtual reality in the last uh, couple of weeks? Um, yeah, let's talk about the positive things, right? Um, yeah, exactly. From the moment that we started chatting, like before the, before the podcast to now, my channel hit 24,000. Wow. Thank That's you. Amazing. Congratulations. That's incredible. Thank you. That's like, yeah, these kind of milestones are... I just try to cling on to them, to all the nice and positive things that are happening and celebrate them as much as I can, because that's what I think this is what we have to do. We have to enjoy good things that are happening in our lives so that we don't get hung You're on right. to all the sadness. Um, so thank you, everyone. Tatiana, <laughs> um, when you overtake me, you have to buy me beers, <laughs> like, like, a, like a crate of beers. <laughs> How about I buy beers anyway? <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. I like, I like, I like the ring of it. <laughs> when we finally can travel, when we yes. finally can travel, so that's yes. good. Um, another good thing that happened, only partially VR related. I defended my doctoral oh, dissertation. Wow! And I'm now Doctor Disco. Wow, <laughs> Doctor Disco, that's amazing. Wow! So yes. you are a PhD now? It's finished. I am. Well, I think that technically I will be after I, um, you know, the, the semester ends and I graduate. Um, I submitted my dissertation to the grad school, and they might be like requesting some formatting changes. But I've already registered for graduation already placed the order for my cap and gown and i will be walking on that stage and get my diploma and be uh, wow that is so cool so <laughs> it's very surreal congratulations yeah. uh, tatiana Thank phd you. you have to write it here <laughs> <Next time. laughs> 
that's it's been a really long journey and um maybe some of you don't know that but i actually discovered vr to the depth you know that i have it uh, that i've got excited about it through this program because i'm right. i was researching learning technologies and virtual reality is a learning technology and my dissertation is on using you know high immersion virtual reality the headset kind of apps for language learning and perfect there is surprisingly very little research done on that and there isn't even enough research done to say that vr is helpful to learn languages or that there is a specific way you can use it to improve like language acquisition so um i think that's the main message of my dissertation, but there's a lot more that needs to be done. So I kind the of- The elevator pitch for your PhD dissertation, yeah? It's good. Keep researching. VR like... will help you to learn a language. <laughs> it's more like there's a chance and we just have to keep researching whether it's true or not, because there's just way too little done and we're just surprising. I really thought that um, that this field has been really deeply researched when I started by, I'm actually one of the pioneers that's doing that kind of research. So um, not super groundbreaking findings in my dissertation, but it's a stepping stone for the future. And I'm sure that, I'm sure that there is great potential. <laughs> yeah, there is. Check, check this out. I think I have shown you this before, right? Yes. That's me in yes. virtual reality, like uh -huh. a teaching Chinese to a class of people. And it was mm -hmm. fantastic. It, it worked so well. It, it just felt like the real deal, right? I, I learned mm -hmm. Chinese in Taiwan and I was also in this group mm -hmm. of like eight people in, in Taiwan and in, in these um, language schools. And then I thought like, hey, can I do that in VR? In here, mm -hmm. you see it, right? I did it in Rec Room and it worked perfectly. It, it just felt amazing. And yeah. You can do it. It's great. And <laughs> yeah. see what's interesting about it is that all the research that's done on this is done so differently. Like right here, you're basically using VR as space. You exactly. aren't actually using a tool like yeah, AI right. conversational right, right. agents that you can practice with. Um, you could do you know, that That's too, completely right. you know, your own approach. Then there are apps that allow you to actually talk to these AI agents. Exactly. And then yeah, there cool. are other types of benefits because... You can talk to someone without being afraid that you'll be made fun of or that you made a mistake um, because you say something wrong, right? So there are different like benefits to talking to to a bot basically mm -hmm. and talking to a real person. And VR can accommodate both, but is it beneficial? So there, that's the problem. All these approaches to learning languages in VR are so different that for now it's virtually impossible to find patterns and to find enough, like to get enough data to say that, yes, it is helpful, it is helping, or it is more effective than learning in a classroom or something like that. So it's interesting, but it's a little bit disappointing because I was hoping like, yes, I'll do this research and I'll have this big statement. I'll prove that VR is, is beneficial, but it's too early to do that. But anyway, it's done. Who cares? Yeah. As long as you have your yeah. PhD, that is all you need to do, right? It's okay. It's fine. Cool. Yes. Yeah, congratulations. Um, That's amazing. It must feel so good, right? After years a, of studying and working on it. It's a big lot off my shoulders because of it was course. one of the one of the three things that I do. Like it was like a full time job. 
So with my actual full-time job in my channel, that also feels full-time. And the dissertation thing, it was just way too much. So it's a load off my shoulders to kind of cross that out now. Wow. So hopefully I'll have more time to play for fun. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, which I have been doing. So we will talk about Green Hell VR. And I really enjoyed it. Mm, I have um, put my PlayStation VR camera on again because I tried Moss, but also yes. tried a different PlayStation uh, VR game called Shadow Point. Right. Uh, it was actually a it's a Quest game too. So it's one of those times where it was Quest, but now it's also PlayStation VR, and it's a really interesting puzzle game where you're basically solving puzzles by this, putting these different shapes. Um, to form shadows, it's hard to explain. So kind of, if there's a shape, you need to find all the objects to create the exact same shape of this. Oh, it's, it's really hard to explain. <laughs> it's, a good, uh, oh, it's a good game. I've played that because that was a launch title on the original Quest as well. Mm. Um, and it was, yeah, it was one of the sort of the standout ones. It was one of the most polished ones. It's a nicely polished game and yeah. the puzzles are interesting as well. So, yeah, I, I really like that. I've not played it for a long time, though, but uh, I like the idea of it anyway. I just thought it would be more enjoyable on Quest than on PlayStation because it still had these tracking issues where... Yeah. Not issues, but limitations, right? Where you can't yeah. really rotate, like turn around. You still have to face uh, the same direction. And it works for games like Moss, where the whole game is pretty much built on the idea that you're only looking at what's in front of you. Games like Shadow Point, you kind of, by inertia, you want to turn around um, because you're in this open space, but you can't do that. So yeah. that kind of ruined it for me a little bit. Um. Yeah, but anyway, another game that I played, and it's a, it's a kind of a little one, um, but it's one of those asymmetric VR games that I think are really pushing boundaries. Like when one of the person is wearing a headset, another one is on the computer or a phone or a tablet. It's called Do You Copy? Oh, I've never heard about it. Well, it's a side quest game. Yeah, I think it's on App Lab. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just so fun because you're working with a friend to rob a bank. That sounds and appealing to me. So imagine that. <laughs> so you know how in all these movies, there is a person who is like a, a spy or a robber and he's doing all this stuff. And then yeah. there is a, a, a hacker who's like sitting somewhere in a different room. Yeah, right. And like telling him or what to car, do. Okay. Huge car, uh, yeah. okay, you go straight, but there's a, there's a cop there. So like, stop, I'm going to disable the laser now. Okay, yes. you can go. That's the game. Oh, cool. That sounds really the cool. The person in VR is uh, uh, a robber. And uh, he's basically just in this bank. But he doesn't know that there's a laser there or that there is a, a cop or like someone, um, like a, a some kind of a, like a person in the bank that will, that will catch you if they see you. But the person who is on the phone or on the computer they see the map and they see everything that's in this bank. Cool. So their job is to give you directions where to go, when to stop, when to hide. And it's also his job to kind of like disable some of the traps or to tell the robber how to disable them. So mm -hmm. there's a lot, um, you know, it's built on like communication, how well you're able to communicate what to do um, to the person who is in VR. 
so that he doesn't get caught and he robs the bank successfully. Nice. It sounds fun, actually. Yeah. So I played that a little bit. And me and my husband had a really, really good time playing it because, I don't know, <laughs> it's just a really different kind of an approach to, you know, using VR and asymmetric games are really like, um, you know, letting people not be as isolated maybe when they're playing VR. Right. Especially if one of them doesn't have it. So yeah, I enjoyed that. And we will talk about some other games later in the show. I think I'm, I'm, exactly. I'm done talking for now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, thanks for sharing what you did with us, Tatiana. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me, I made some videos about the Pimax 8KX, just like Gary. Yeah, we are, we yeah. are doing, we're doing the 8KX thing right now. And actually, I also wanted to do the Project Cars one, but you did it already. Then I thought, like, ah, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, you did. Like, it's, worth, it's worth trying, though. I've got to say. Yeah, I, yeah, I did. I did. And I oh, also, okay. I came to the same conclusion like you that it's actually a good experience. Yeah, like a really good experience. It looks good, and yeah, that that wider field of view does help with the 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 feeling of speed. So yeah, that was pretty good. So what I was checking out, um, I was checking out, first of all, like um, another color fix, because when you use the AKX for the first time, the colors are not really beautiful. So the community does have some good color settings that I tried out, and then I tried them out in population one. And yeah, it, it's, it's just such a big difference. And we will talk about this later in this show, like um, how much of a difference these color settings can make. And I was absolutely enjoying the experience to play Population 1 in the 8KX. So normally people say like, okay, the 8KX, it's good for these sim games. But actually you can also play first-person shooters. I did have a good time. It looked great, huge FOV. And yeah, I'm kind of uh, rekindling my um yeah my feelings for the pimax headset it's pretty it was pretty nice then i yeah today just before the show i uploaded another video where i tell people how to set the ipd correctly because also it's something that you have to actually spend a bit more time on because there are some ipd offsets that you can set in the pi tool and that could make it much better before i normally had a problem with uh, feeling something that, that something is off with the IPD. Somehow I feel eye strained after playing for longer times. But once you set that correctly in the uh, Pi tool, this IPD offset, then these problems will disappear. And yeah, I made a little tutorial about it. Did you try mm. that, Gary? I did, yeah. So I tried it before because I, I know you mentioned it on one of your ah, other yeah. videos in your right. Discord. And then you did it. Yeah, so I went into your Discord um, and followed Good. these instructions. And actually, the weird thing is, so so with me, I do have issues with the IPD on, on the Pimax 8KX, which I can get into shortly. But um, the, what I did, I actually did exactly what, what they instructed, where you sort of look at the controller, yeah, right. lift the headset up, and exactly, then yeah. adjust with the, um, the arrow Offset. keys yeah, yeah, right. on the keyboard. Mm -hmm. So I did this blind. I didn't know what I was setting the actual ah, thing okay. to. I was just doing it most, uh, what was most comfortable. And when I'd finished with each eye, I turned back and it was on zero. The offset what? was on zero on okay. both. And oh, I'm not making this up. I promise <laughs> I'm not making this up. It was it was. Yeah, that is perfect for you. 
Yeah, so I thought, so the offset's not the issue. It's not like things feel off in the real world, world okay. as they do in like virtual world. It's more to do with the actual physical placement of the lenses themselves that, that mm-hmm. is the issue because for me. Because of the candid displays, right? Yeah, or... yeah. There's a, yeah, I mean, it's a very, there's a lot to get into with that, honestly. I, yeah, I, we will talk but, about but it. But anyway, yeah, yeah. I, I, I did try it anyway. I think it will definitely benefit some people yeah. for sure. I yeah. think people should try this out. Hmm. Did you did you go into this death, uh, Tatiana, with the Pimax 8KX already? I need to. Um, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. with everything, I kind of I need to get back to it and make you know that that official review in my channel. <laughs> and so I will be asking you probably about these things now yeah, because you can, of course. Um, I might just you know for someone, for example, someone gets this headset and they just want to see what it's like out of the box with the yeah. settings. I I kind of want to show what it is before you start uh, diving into the good. settings mm-hmm. because not all people will do that and most so, people won't i see lots of people who just send it back also in the comments they say like okay i tried it i don't like it boom and yeah. I, I was like this before as well actually for the akx i had this pre-production unit and i didn't like it for several reasons mm. yeah anyways so <laughs> I, I think it is important to show you know what what the, this headset offers straight out of the box if you connect it it's what you get or with the minimum tinkering you know with the pi tool without like the complex commands and then uh after that kind of these deeper color corrections and other commands um thing really make will make this headset shine um yeah but it's like the next level right so right right two videos then (laughs) that's good (laughs) two videos are better than one yeah cool cool so yeah that was what i was doing and actually i was doing some exciting stuff where I did not make videos of, or I made videos of, but those videos will only appear next week. And I can just tell the VR community out there, next week some things will change <laughs> in our VR headset ecosystem. He's such a tease. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I am really a big tease. Can't so wait next, for this. next week, lots of things will change. And yeah, um, I tried this. This change already uh, a lot, and I can just I can say like okay, yep, that's that will impact the market like tremendously in my opinion. So yeah, next week, wow, you you, you can all look forward to next week in my in my opinion, and you what? will see lots of you yeah, yeah exactly, you will see lots of interesting things on the channel, and probably you might um, buy something. <laughs> I have the feeling. Is there something mixed reality? Mixed reality? No, no. (laughs) No, no. Well, I'm just looking at the dates. So it's probably not the Oculus, well, the meta thing, because that's (laughs) when's that? The 20th, that's the week after. So it's not nothing to do with that. No. So it's got to be, is it something completely? Can you give us any clues, Sebastian? That's what Um, I'm saying. I don't think it's meta, are you talking about? Oh, let me think. No, no, it won't be meta. No, that will be the week after. No, I can just say a new competitor is coming Uh wow Uh and Uh i was i was pretty i was wow i must really say i was like pretty excited when i tried this out and i can tell like yes this is going to be a big like wow i I think i'm I'm saying too much already unfortunately but this is arpara all in one no 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 (laughs) no 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 this is um this is going to be big yep in my opinion Samsung. 
Um, no, I cannot. I cannot comment anymore. <laughs> no, anymore. No, no, but anyways, okay. I'm, I'm just, just telling you next next week's um, next dimension podcast. We have to. Yeah, we, this will be an interesting show, and we will be talking about it. You know, the whole rest of the show will just going to be guessing, throwing names at you. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> this is how the show will go. Chat, chat should be aware. We we don't know any more than you guys. That's <laughs> either. So this is not yeah. an act. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah right. This will be interesting. So yeah, I, I tried this thing uh, the last week. That's why I didn't make so many videos. And yep, so these videos will go online sometime next week, and it's going to be interesting. And I have the feeling some people might might buy something. Is it uh, a new brand or is it an established brand? <laughs> yeah, I can, I can, I, I can answer this. It's it's an it's a brand that we've heard before. But other than that, I cannot say anything more. Yeah. So, it, yeah. Wow. They they did surprise me when I was when I was in that meeting in that pre meeting. Uh, yeah. I first listened and thought like, yeah, okay. But then at the end of the meeting, I was like, wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. Meta has to look out now. That's really that's really something that I was like thinking like, okay, this is this is something. That Meta really, um, yeah, has a competitor soon. Well, now I'm excited. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Because if you say that it's something to buy, then you're also saying that it will be at the price I range would, that will I would buy it directly if I hadn't already have one. <laughs> I would buy it directly. Like, like it's an instant buy. V Vted said uh, Sega. Is it Sega? Sega coming out with a new VR thing. <laughs> I cannot, I cannot <laughs> comment on it. I cannot comment on it. But I'm telling you, um, our whole VR thing ecosystem will be will be much more interesting now. Good. Oh. That's good stuff. Oh. Next yeah. week. Oh. Yeah. 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 So, so will your videos be coming out? Um, before the the next yes. dimension podcast. Yes. So, yes, so yes. you'll be leading up to that. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Got right. You. Right. Excellent. Looking Excellent. forward yeah. to it. Next week. You will you will have lots of content on MRTV. It's gonna be interesting. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, so uh, now yeah, <laughs> now let's talk about something completely unrelated <laughs> to this big teaser you just dropped. <laughs> <us>. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. How do you expect us to do that? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, anyways, let's uh yeah. So that was my week. I was uh yeah, trying this other thing and and they're doing these Pimax videos. And now <laughs> let's talk about something completely unrelated. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so uh Extreme Coxa. Is it exclusive to MRTV? No, I don't think so. It's I'm not MRTV is not the only one who's going to talk about it. Okay, so um let's talk about um, yeah, let's probably let's talk about this topic here, Green Hell VR. Um, mm. I have the game on my Quest, but I have not had the chance to play it, and I really have no idea about what it is other than it's a survival game. So probably um, tell me a bit about it. Tatiana, I know you've played it, and you you were excited about it, right? I, I have, and I was, and I am. <laughs> wow. Uh, tell <laughs> me more about this game. Well... So I played it late because Green Hell is a survival game that is a very successful game on, it first came out on uh, uh, as a PC game, like a flat screen game. And then it was ported by a team um, 
to um, like PC VR, uh, not, yeah, yeah, PC VR, but I think the demo came out and a bunch of content creators made a video about it and destroyed it because uh, it wasn't very good. But a different team created a port for Quest and I hear that it is much better and I've gotten to try it. And that was the first time that I tried. It was the uh, Quest port of Green Hell VR. And this is a survival game, like a hardcore, realistic survivor uh, that is set, I believe, in Amazon rainforest. So it all looks very jungly and very um, exotic. <laughs> yes, you can see right here. I don't know what kind of gameplay you're you're playing right uh, now, but... Yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah, a comparison but... between the PC VR and the and the Quest version from from Upload VR, but now there's ads anyway, so... Oh, okay. So... <laughs> um, actually, it's interesting because, I mean, I think it's too early to make that kind of comparison because the PC okay. VR, uh, it was a demo and the actual PC VR full game hasn't been released yet, so oh, really? I'm sure that it's going to okay. be better. And that's why I didn't make a video like that because I love comparing games mm -hmm. and I I think it's a little premature to, to, to talk about it, but... Yeah, this game is stressful. Like, it's a stressful <laughs> survival game. I know there are people who love this kind of, um, you know, survival uh, style where everything you do, you kind of need to figure it out on your own. So when you appear in this rainforest, you have nothing. You don't have any weapons. You don't have any food. Um, you, you kind of just have to figure this out, this out on your own. And you will die a lot before you actually figure out what to do. Um, so I haven't played it long enough to discover all the things that you can build and create, but everything that you build, you'll do it kind of, you know, with your own with your own hands. So it reminded me, strangely enough, a little bit about No Man's Sky, just in the meaning of like this craftiness. Uh, like in No Man's Sky, you kind of craft things and you create them following some kind of recipes. Um, like you need to create an axe, for example, by finding a stick and a stone. And okay. you make this little stone by picking up two bigger boulders and crashing them <laughs> over each other and, and making the smaller one, finding a smaller stick, like making your own weapon, basically. You make your own bonfire, you know, finding sticks and dry leaves and making, like actually making fire, building your own bed, building shelter, um, killing animals i don't know i haven't really played long like far enough to tell you more about like bigger mm -hmm. animals but but there are animals that will make your life a lot more difficult like i got bit by a snake and i got an infection and i died oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then i i fell in the river somehow i didn't die but there was some kind of little uh, little bugs on my skin and and it was really disgusting and i didn't know really what to do um to protect myself so there's a lot of things that kind of make you panic because you know you're dying but you don't have enough knowledge to understand how you can protect yourself but the more you learn the you know the, the more fun it is because you actually figure out what to do yes kind of like lost <laughs> exactly mm -hmm. <laughs> um, sounds interesting one fun thing that i think this mechanics is so cool everybody's talking about it if you get a scratch like if you fall you get a scratch you can find a leaf like a tobacco leaf and you use it as a bandage and you literally like um, just sit around your hand or your wrist to stop the bleeding or to disinfect oh. 
that kind of scratch. So it's a lot of there's a lot of interactivity there. Like you can interact with so many things. Um, like but learn it also things. Also, sounds like things. you have to you have to try a lot. You have to try. You have to be creative yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Is it like well, this? there's there's a few like tutorial. For example, what you see right now is like a uh, it's a story mode, and I think that this part is more like a tutorial. It does tell you what to do, but you have a weapon, you have food. It's controlled. After okay. that, you you know, there's a story. I won't tell you exactly how it goes, but um, you will appear away from your camp and with nothing. Mm -hmm. So then everything you've learned <laughs> is staying with you, but the rest of it you'll have to figure out by yourself. So, uh, yeah, lots of lots of ways to die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gary, have you played it, by the way? Yes, yes. So I'm always one of Did the people that... Yeah, I absolutely enjoy it. Oh, I think absolutely it, I think, enjoy it. Yeah, oh. I think it's great. It's it's absolutely fantastic, in my opinion. Um, and I, I I played the demo of the PC version. So my understanding is I wasn't aware of this until I looked at the upload uh, review, and I didn't read it thoroughly. But but they said that this is a it's a different version of that game. It's a cutback version that they've done things to cut it back to get it onto the quest platform which makes sense because the main criticism of the pc vr demo that most people had was performance it was just so poorly optimized it was really really bad um and i played through the demo and i you know it was it was okay and i i, I like the idea of it but playing it on the quest is uh, just a, a polished experience it's a nice polished experience and it, it plays really well I feel as well, I don't know if you tried this, because I, I got a key to this game, so I am going to make a video on it on my channel. But the interesting thing is that when you start recording footage, and this happens in, in some titles, but not all titles, when you start recording footage on the Quest, this will turn into quite a bad stutters. It, it will have bad stutters in certain areas. Oh, really? So I really feel like it's 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 optimised really on the edge of what the Quest 2 can handle. Um, and it, I think it shows, honestly. I think the graphics look fantastic for a Quest standalone title. And I suppose the main uh, competitor to this at this moment on the Quest 2 is uh, Song in the Smoke, which is mm. a game, one of my favorite Quest games of last year. I think it's that is another one which I really enjoy. It's weird, you know, I... I have never really dived into these survival games. I've never really got into them. But there's something about them that draws me in. Song in the Smoke drew me in. This draws me in. And it's very similar in some ways to The Forest as well, a PC VR survival game. Um, but Green Hell, I suppose the aesthetic and, and overall the things I'm doing in Green Hell actually make it probably the one that I'm enjoying more out of this mm. and Song in the Smoke, which is amazing because I really wow. enjoyed Song in the Smoke. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think uh, what what they're doing here is really good. It's um, it plays really well, and the crafting. I understand what you're saying actually, Tatiana, about the the No Man's Sky comparison, and all of these survival games sort of play into that 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 area as well. It's like uh, Subnautica. So someone actually just mentioned Subnautica, mm -hmm. Valheim, yeah. oh. Valheim VR as well. These yeah. are all things where you, you craft, you're crafting constantly, you're, cra you're, you're creating things, but it's this element of you're not just doing that. You're discovering new things as well as you work your way through these, the, this environment. 
And at the moment where I am, so I've probably played around an hour and a half of it so far through the story. Um, so mm-hmm. I am at that section where, where you are, Tetiana, where you said like you, you get placed away from your camp and then mm-hmm. I've progressed a little bit beyond there. But it's it's sort of um it's just a it's just a, a, a great experience. It teaches you places you alone and you have to fend for yourself and I, I like that aspect of it and it's surprising to me that I've never got into these survival games because they obviously appeal to me every single one I've ever tried is mm-hmm. is drew me in so it's uh going to be one I'll, I'll continue and uh, you know this quest games don't there's a lot of quest games that I like but smaller games indie games rhythm rhythm games and those kinds of things just don't appeal to me as much so it's only every now and again that a game will come a, come along and i'll actually request a key for it and mm. this is one that i went out of my way to request a key for and i'm really glad i did because um i'm looking forward to making a video on it and diving into what it can do so yeah for me at this stage i would recommend it wow mm-hmm. that's exciting so how about uh, recommending it to, to a person like me who is not patient and who hates crafting? <laughs> That's basically I don't think me. I hate crafting. I, I honestly don't think it's overloaded with crafting, though. Okay, uh, okay, like get, uh, No Man's Sky is a lot more like it's a lot more hardcore in terms of you literally need to like take notes to remember how to do certain things if you don't play this game uh, enough. But with this game, it's a lot more accessible, I think, because you have okay, this journal. That's good. That and um, like with this journal um, gives you all the recipes, like how to craft anything. And they aren't that complicated, really. Like there are some sticks, some stones, some ropes. Um, yeah. Not like you need to find carbon and ferrum and all the elements <laughs> that you don't even know where they might exist. So you will just scan everything and hope that you will find it. So it's a little bit more intuitive because you're more familiar with the forest than you are with the universe like the outer mm-hmm. space. <laughs> so maybe uh, I think it's more Sebastian friendly in terms okay, of Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, then I probably will try it out because everyone that I talked to really enjoys the game and tells me like, oh, you should totally try this out. <laughs> so I should probably do it. So how uh, about the graphics? Mm-hmm. Is it beautiful? Does it, does it look good? What do you think, Gary? <laughs> Before I say yeah, I, I think it for a quick look, at the end of the day, it's a standalone device, isn't it? And and you're going to run into limitations with that. And I think it's the graphics are, are great for what is being offered. You, you compare it to anything that you're playing on a PC, of course. Then no, it's not. It's the lighting is not fantastic, and the textures are not fantastic, and all of these things. But at the same time, you come to this with a level of expectation and. What I was saying earlier, like Song in the Smoke, that's got a nice, it's got a nice aesthetic about it. And yet at the same time, I think I would take the aesthetic of Green Hell over that um, for the what it attempts to do, the realism it attempts to do. I think it almost pulls it off. And uh, I'm actually looking forward to trying the PC version of this game as well, mm-hmm. actually, um, just to see how it compares. But um, yeah, I personally think they are very good graphics for what it's running on. What do you think, Tatiana? I totally agree. Um, I'm never bashing, really, Quest graphics because I know how much goes into cutting down the game to uh, improve the performance and just to 
make the game flow with a minimum sacrifice of the graphics. I, but I do wish it was better. Like yeah. just put it this way. If you've never played, like I've never played the PC VR version. I've only played the Quest, and I and I could tell. Like I could just imagine how much better it would be if I could see like those shadows, if the textures were higher in higher resolution. And um, yeah, everything looked, uh, well, you, you get used to this thing. The very first impression was that, yes, I can definitely tell it was much, much, much downgraded from the original idea of what the game was supposed to look like. And um I'm I'm like you, Gary. I'm looking forward to trying the PC VR and making the comparison. I'm expecting to see quite a big difference just because of how vast like it creates the illusion of open space when you're in the yeah. jungle. I think that it's not because you still like go through levels, but the illusion is that you are in this jungle. You can go anywhere and do anything, and uh, um, so it's understandable why they would have to sacrifice some of the graphic and you know the visuals to make. Yeah that happen i i think i think it's good enough i think that's the important thing to say i think it's good enough mm. graphics at the end of the day and the, the other thing i want to quickly mention with regards to this is the fact that i believe that what what the developers have done with this game in making a concentrating on a quest version making a, a dedicated quest version then also making a dedicated pc vr version is absolutely i mean that's above and beyond in my opinion because what we often see is developers mm. developing for quest first and then porting that over to pc and perhaps increasing textures and things like that and by the sounds of it it seems that there has been a level of extra work that's gone into this to separate the two versions give the quest to the best possible version that can run on that device while also concentrating on the best possible version that can run on PC VR. This is not something we see very often. So I think that's a good thing, actually. Mm -hmm. Okay, so probably I should play it. And for all of you out there who want to pick it up, you can get it now for 30 euros, probably also for 30 US dollars, in the Quest official store, Green Hell VR. All right. That's it for this topic, right? Or do you have anything more to add? No, to that? that's good enough. Okay. okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Tatiana. Did you have something else to say? Oh, no, I was just asking. I was just wondering, especially if you played Song in the Smoke. No, also didn't okay. play that. Yeah. So is that the survival games that don't appeal to you? Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Probably not. Uh, all, the, all the games where I have to craft things, normally I don't like them. Yeah, I yeah. can I can understand it. There's, I don't know what it is that appeals to me about that. I, I do <laughs> I do like the fact that I've made this thing and then I can go and kill an animal with it. I, I, it's okay. the, uh, yeah, I don't. yeah, but I will give it another chance. Probably now with Green Hell, mm -hmm. since you like yeah. it so much, I will probably give it a try. All right, the next topic. Actually, we didn't talk about this topic before, Titian and Gary. It's a surprise topic that I just remembered, but it's it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty straightforward. And it is about the so-called AirBridge wireless USB dongle for Quest that was spotted in the Oculus drivers. So actually before AirLink came out, the wireless gaming of Quest 2 using your Wi-Fi router, actually Carmack the consulting CTO of Meta, of Quest, before said it would be amazing to have something like a dongle with a special um, software on it that would directly connect to the Quest 2 
so that you wouldn't have to go through your congested Wi-Fi connections like your like your router. And it also would make it um, better in general because you always know that you can have this kind of quality in your Wi-Fi connection because right now you can use any kind of uh, wireless router. And for some routers, the Wi-Fi works great with Airlink, but for some routers, it doesn't, right? So there's not like one good quality, but if there was something like a wireless dongle, they would, you, they would, you would simply stick into your PC and then have this direct connection to your Quest 2 and then have wireless gaming. This could probably be pretty amazing. And now some code was found in the Oculus PC drivers that actually reveals the existence of that VR air bridge a dedicated USB Wi-Fi dongle for Quest made by D-Link. So this seems to become a reality. This seems to become an actual product. And here we even see that D-Link um, dongle that could probably be used just with some other firmware. And that is pretty exciting. And I simply want, would like to know from from you, Gary, what are your thoughts about it? And what is the price that you would be willing to pay for such a device that uh, could m give you perfect wireless streaming? Or do you think you wouldn't need it because wireless streaming with your Quest 2 is already good enough? Well, I think the reason at the moment that it's uh, good enough for me is because I've, I've gone through the hoops in order to make it good enough. I've purchased dedicated routers, access points on my network in order to make it that no, way. No, really? You oh, yeah. Dedicated, you have a dedicated uh, router got, for this? I've got two. I've got, I've no. got a, a dedicated router in my office, which is only a cheap one. It's a cheap AC router, you know, 30, 40 pounds, whatever it was. Okay. Um, but but that is more or less dedicated to, to Quest Airlink. And then in my house... Um, so I'm in my garage at the moment, away from my house. But in my house, which is connected through Ethernet to another Wi-Fi 6 router, which I can play Airlink in my house then as well. Mm -hmm. That That's ridiculous hoops to go through just for Airlink. Yeah, exactly. Um, but <laughs> it gives a fantastic experience. The problem is that people have, oh, I honestly believe that 90% of the time that people that have Airlink issues it's because they are running it through a router which is also connected to so many other different devices mm. that it simply right. can't cope with it so having a dedicated router will make all the difference in my opinion whether wi-fi 6 or not honestly doesn't even matter too much mm. i think if you just got a dedicated router even a cheap one makes all the difference so this will achieve that with minimal hassle you don't need to go through the hoops of setting up an access point on your network and things like that to do all yeah. of that stuff so I'm, I'm fully on board with this. And in terms of price, I think it's difficult to see a scenario where this will be cheaper than the official link cable, which mm -hmm. is, I think it's £80 uh, over here in the UK. Which is kind of expensive very if you think expensive. about it. Yeah, very expensive, exactly. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I can't see it being cheaper than that. So I would say, you know, either either that or somewhere between that mm -hmm. and £100, $100, something like that, I would imagine. Um, mm -hmm. Which, in, in fact... You know, I mean, you could, you could buy a router for £30 and do achieve 
probably something close to what they're... I mean, it, it really comes down to how effective this is and what, what they are doing with this wireless dongle, whether it gives a better experience overall than a dedicated router or something like that, which it might well do. So that, that could be something else that adds value to it. Um, mm. But yeah, that, that's my prediction. And I think it's a good thing overall just to get the friction down. You don't need to worry about it then. You yeah. plug this in and you're done. It makes sense, mm -hmm. right? Like um, for consumers, it's just easier than yeah. setting up your your your, your router. What mm -hmm. are your thoughts, Tatiana? Are you using Airlink right now with the Quest, and how does it work for you? Uh, it works depending on its mood. Like some <laughs> okay. days, it works perfectly, and I recorded. I remember I recorded Lone Echo too. Mm -hmm. completely wirelessly using Airlink that one day was such a good day for me and for the internet and the internet is weird a little bit in my house sometimes it works perfectly another time I just couldn't get it to work and I did use the access point with another router um, but I think I I didn't notice that much of a difference to kind of justify that hoop for me so overall I don't you know I haven't played that many PC VR games lately um But this thing, if it's able to stabilize the connection so that it doesn't jump like uh, the way it jumps right now in my household, then it would be great. And I would rather spend 80 pounds or 80 dollars for this wireless dongle than for a cable. Just based on, on that, um, sounds like a better investment to me. Um, Yeah, I'm, makes I'm sense. I've never heard of this before. You know, you just you just shared it. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, I totally uh, surprised you with that topic. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I had no idea. I'm going to learn more about it. And I, I really hope that this is true. Um, yeah, I could imagine I think... it's true. It mm -hmm. makes sense, really. Like right now, yeah, with, with, with the routers, you're not sure. Does it work well? And... Meta cannot guarantee that it works well. Probably they also get like lots of support um, questions for Airlink. It doesn't work, okay, but they can. They don't know why. This makes it so mm -hmm. much easier. This is just like streamlined, and everything mm -hmm. they want to do is streamlined, right? They want to become the Apple of VR. So that makes so much sense that you simply have this device, you plug it in, and everything works. It makes sense. Yeah, it really makes sense. Hope they and can make it work right. Yeah, it's, a, it's a more controlled, right? It's more controlled. Yeah, it makes sense. I I think they can make it work really well. <laughs> and the, the other thing that that Onikazi, uh mentioned in chat as well is that this is a great benefit pe for people um, when they play close to their PC. He did. He didn't say that. I'm paraphrasing basically, but he's saying. But people, he said actually, uh, I can't see. I can see people getting this, plugging it into their computer, then complain when they still it still doesn't work with their PC in the basement while playing in the attic. So basically, this will be a, a great solution if you play close to your PC. You want to play wireless, uh, wirelessly through your PC, um, but you're in the same room as it basically. And I understand that. For me, so this will be great for here in my office, which I will probably give it a try if this actually does come out. But I'll still need an access point over in my home if I want to play wirelessly uh, over in my home. So um, it won't really benefit that kind of situation unless you get, a, well, yeah, I mean, a very long USB cable, which I don't think that would even work, would it, I suppose? <laughs> right. Hmm. Yeah. So... Pretty interesting to have this device coming up. Find. Yeah, interesting. Um, I'm just wondering how much 
people will be uh, willing to pay for it for just a little, little stick yeah so you think it's like going to be 80 um 80 pounds gary i can't see how they can justify the link cable if it's not that right. mm. really right yeah sadly right but the link cable it does supply your quest to with uh, energy yeah yeah at least right yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, really, the the link cable itself shouldn't be that expensive. I don't think it's very expensive. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yep, let's see how it goes. But definitely interesting. They're still like, yeah, working on getting out new hardware to make the Quest Two experience even better, which is, which is cool. And yeah, fantastic device. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the successor, the next headset after the Quest 2, which is most likely going to be the Cambria. And um, Brad Lynch, sadly it's Bradley, his YouTube channel, um, Brad Lynch has some interesting leaks. And he has heard from sources that he trusts that the, that the device is actually ready for mass production. Everything is finished. And he had some interesting leaks about the headset. So, for example, first of all, he said that actually it was planned with some kind of like um, head rumble, something that the PSVR also has. But this was like, um, yeah, stopped. It's not going to come with this. But it seems like that the controllers are going to have force feedback, just like the um, PSVR controllers. This is really, really cool in my opinion. This is very interesting. Also, he said that uh, one person who has already tried the device was not so blown away actually by uh, by the visuals. FOV seems to be the same like Quest 2. Also resolution, same like Quest 2. Overall, it was kind of a Quest 2 experience just with this different kind of um, yeah, head strap. And now um, Brad has teamed up with a designer and together with the designer, he has made some renders and we're going to have a look yeah. at these renders of the Project Cambria now. So all the picture courtesy of Sadly It's Bradley. Yeah, this is... This, oh, you, this put is the, you put the links up there, I think, Sebastian, have you? Oh, no, sorry. No, it is the Cambria. You're right. Yeah, yeah, right. I this thought is, you... <laughs> this is the Cambria. Yep, so here it is. Very interesting looking device. We have seen it before. Um, also, like in, in some kind of uh, tweets, I think, from Boss Tank, the new CTO, where he was wearing it. And it, it did actually look like this. So let's go. Let's go through the pictures here. So for all of the people who are, who are listening to this, um, absolutely check out the video version of this, of this podcast, because then you could also see these pictures. Um, what it's an interesting head strap. I mean, I'm sorry yeah. to chime in, but no. it's like Halo, but it's not Halo. It's it's the elite type, you know, that has this little cup below yeah. the head, but it doesn't have the top strap. But it has the little, like, the strap that goes on your forehead, right. like Halo. So it's like a combination of the two, but without the top strap. I wonder if it will, like, sit securely on the head without... Like with that construction, so. it's so yeah. weird. Well, we have seen this before. Actually, this is one-to-one -one HoloLens. <laughs> this is oh, actually the HoloLens. Is it? Oh, this is, is exactly it? the same thing. Or also the links. The links. <laughs> the links are one, right? Gary, we've been to Paris and we checked out the links are one. And actually, it is exactly like... 
it was good. It was. It's really exactly cool. like that because it's got that that front that front forehead section, um, mm. and then yeah, it's got the counterbalance on the back as well. Exactly the same as this. Exactly the same um, thing. Yeah. So yeah, it, lo- mm. it looks very similar to the links, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Okay. Right. It, it's interesting that they've not got the um, like the facial interface thing shown on here. Do you think it's really going to be a AR first device? That's... Yeah, that is that is really the interesting question, because if we look at this like this, well, there's lots of light going to leak in here for VR, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's not going to be something that can perfectly uh, yeah but, leave you in VR. But do you see these rubbery things around it? I mean, it's still rendering; it's not a real picture. So those rubbery things, like on the outside. Yeah, these um, yeah, they may just come enough in contact with the skin to could stop be. any leaks. Could be. I yeah. think that's how You're right. could be. PlayStation VR, like, like PSVR, isn't it kind of like that? Hmm. Uh, and there, there could always be extra things like the Lynx R1 where they supply a separate facial interface um, as well. So there could be extra accessories that, that fit onto this VR as well. mode, right? Some, yeah. some kind of VR mode. Yeah. Could be, could absolutely be. Let's have a look at more pictures. I think there's mm. even more. Yep, let me share this with you now. Did the um, so here, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you go talk about this one, Sebastian. Yeah, right. So now here you can see a bit more, and here you would see um, the cameras that would do the inside out tracking, and also interesting, it's a different kind of setup as well. We don't have those four cameras that we have like in the uh, the Quest 1 and 2 that are in the edges of the device. The the, the four camera setup is, is more like in the Reverb G2, which we know doesn't give us the best um, tracking volume, right? When, if we yeah. go, if we use, if we use that to go up and down, but the interesting mm-hmm. thing is we don't need it anymore because the leaks also showed us that the controllers actually track mm-hmm. themselves with cameras. Yeah. So it seems like, therefore, we don't actually need that kind of camera setup that we had before with the Quest with the cameras in the four edges, right? So now it seems like they're totally fine to have this kind of camera setup where you have you have even more um, horizontal kind of coverage, right? With, with this camera, like, completely looking at the sides. Should be f- good enough. And with the cameras here um, looking down, probably be- even better for hand tracking to, to track your hands. And mm. what we also see here, it seems like there's another camera setup, like like four cameras, it looks like, probably for the color pass-through. But this, uh, but honestly, probably probably these the, these two cameras here are, should be for the camera pass through because they are more um, in the they have the right distance for eyes, right? Because we, you need this eye distance in order to get this really good pass through. So, what do you think these cameras are for? Probably these are for the tracking then. Or what are your thoughts about the cameras in the middle? <laughs> well, wow. yeah, I, I, it's difficult to say, isn't it? I mean, what, what they are saying is that there could be like two. So the top two are cameras themselves, and then the bottom two could be depth sensing uh, right. devices like a, a lidar be. or something. Um, I, I mean, we, we've got to remember that that Brad Bradley was uh, sort of telling somebody how to how, what he saw in those fo- those images, 
um, and they were modeling it in VR. So he was going partially off memory, I believe, as well You're on, right. on what, what this is. So this might not be 100% accurate, but it's it's surprising how close it is. Well, maybe not surprising, but it's it's very close to what we've seen previously about some renders for uh, Cambria. Mm-hmm. And also, do you remember that image on Twitter of uh, Boz yes, exactly. wearing that thing? Very, very exactly. similar to this as well. Very, very similar. Yeah. Looks very comfortable. I think it's going to be very comfortable. It really looks packed with all the cameras, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. so how many are there? Are there six just in the front, four in the middle, or is there only two in the middle? Yeah, I think six cameras. And yeah, this could be some other kind of sensors. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. this is going to track your room very well for I would, AR. <laughs> I would hope it's for color pass through because I. That's for sure. Color pass through. For sure, there. Yeah, but, but but if it requires this much, like, it's so much technology stuffed in the front just to ensure the color pass through, I would expect the quality to be really high. And For if sure. this device is focused focusing on mixed reality more than the actual virtual reality, then uh, that would make sense because mm-hmm. the pass through we see now in Quest Two just won't do it for for any quality mixed reality experiences. So I think that's the most plausible explanation to me that. They're ensuring the highest quality of the pass-through so that any kind of apps and games or experiences we see, um, you know, are in the environment that is as realistic as possible. And yeah. then that would be a completely different experience. But what about those that feedback from whoever that Bradley was talking about that yeah. the experience doesn't feel that different from Quest, Quest 2? How can it be? So... Is it mixed reality or is it not mixed reality? Yeah, it, it is for sure. Yeah, both. Be, yeah, both. Yeah. I expect it to be like mind-blowing with colorful pass-through. And maybe it's not because there aren't enough apps on it yet. Uh, like Quest 2 right now is very different from the one that was released in 2020. That's um, true. So I, I'd, I'd argue as well. Sorry, Sebastian, just quickly. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd argue as well that the... Um, the thing that limits Quest 2 is not just the, the quality of the pass-through at the moment, which is it's poor, you know, it's black and white and it's low resolution. That That's something that will definitely be addressed in this headset, but also the quality of the depth sensing. I think that's absolutely vital mm-hmm. if this is going to be an AR headset because it needs to be aware of your surroundings far more than the Quest 2. And, and, and while... I mean, you bring up a good point there, actually, Tetiana, about what, what they were saying, how it's not like a radical step up from the quest 2 or anything like that in in some ways but i think that's got to be a complete i mean we, we already know i mean uh, sebastian is this been yeah. confirmed like it, it's it's full color pass through i believe it's yeah. been confirmed that yes, has been absolutely confirmed, doesn't it yeah. yes mm. so it's full color pass through high resolution and so this is an ar device from what we're seeing here this is an ar first device at least from from the information so far i'd say mm-hmm. mm. Yeah, but I also think you will just be able to use all all the quest games as well. I do yeah. believe I really do believe that this is something of a quest 2 pro. It's it looks like very desirable hardware. Like like I as you know, I I do like my VR hardware, some new hardware. This is something that I would absolutely want because mm-hmm. I believe this is going to be way more comfortable than the Quest 2. Like probably mm-hmm. the battery is here in the back, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's why the, it's not as front heavy. Probably the yeah the, the, the lenses are going to be better with less glare, probably something completely without glare. 
um, yeah, then the cool p color pass through and all the magic um, apps that they will give us with this. I'm just thinking of uh, Vermilion and the, this beautiful <laughs> drawing app just in your place and you can just put this canvas anywhere you want. I, yeah. I do believe that this is going to be like a headset that people will want, even uh, if it's if it's uh, if it's not um, perfect for VR, but probably it is. We don't know. Yeah, what are your thoughts? Is it going to be for us or is it going to be more for enterprise? Uh, funny you should mention Vermilion. Their pass-through mode, I mean, is there. For those of you who don't know, there is a pass-through mode in Vermilion. Yeah. And I tried it and it was just so cool to not be isolated. Like my husband was watching football or something and I was painting on the couch right. and, and, and I could see still him like, black and white. see him. Yeah. And I could see my cat and like I could drink something and, and, and paint while, you know, the TV was on. So it's a completely different experience when you can actually be present while playing some kind of a game or, you know, using an app that doesn't require you to be fully immersed. So yeah. it'd be so much more fun if it was a high quality colored pass through. And I keep going back to what, you know, Mark Zuckerberg said on uh, on the Connect event that Cambria isn't meant to to like substitute Quest. If anything, it's meant to complement it. So that you okay, know, yeah, back to then. that, it makes sense to imagine that this would be a heavy, heavily like AR or or MR targeted device, while still keeping and developing or improving Quest too as a primarily VR device mm -hmm. and then you want you will want to have both because um, I mean I'm sure Cambria would still have VR but oh, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, well, it's absolutely. not its first purpose right it can do MR and AR much better than Quest ever will and that's why it makes sense to have both of them so I'm confident that this is going to be the headset that will be targeted targeting just the same quest to users, but but the but I think that just the fact that it'll have AR and MR will also make it attractive attractive for consumers because you can do other things like training in them or yeah. something or like consumer focused. Uh, uh, yeah, and everyone will, will want it. <laughs> but but just having that AR capability, it's like when when Spassi and I we went and tried the Lynx R1. This is a device which is so close to what we're seeing here with this with this Cambria, honestly. And it's mm -hmm. like that 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 having that capability of productivity in VR. This is something I've always wanted. And with every little step that we've had over the years since 2016, since using VR, I love gaming, and but I also want to use VR devices for productivity-based uh, tasks as well, which is just not really that enjoyable at the moment. But because you, I, I like when Oculus Dash came out, for example, I was thinking that's great. It's going to it's going to revolutionise my desktop experience. I'm going to be able to use uh, put all the, all of these monitors uh, in front of me and use it use it in that manner. It doesn't work out that way simply because the experience is not that compelling to do it, and you think I can do this faster without a VR headset on my head. But if we've got something like the Lynx R1 or with Project Cambria where you are able to do this and you still feel present in the room, speaking to what you were saying mm -hmm. earlier, Tatiana. Yeah. But you've got all of this extra functionality, all of this extra capability. It's something which really appeals to me. And I believe as well, they've said, 
that this is not um it will still run everything that is on the quest 2 i believe that's been confirmed there's so many yeah. things that i'm trying to remember but i think that's been confirmed anyway so it, it, it's a separate product line to the quest 2 they, they've confirmed that but it will also run everything that is on the quest 2 as well so that that would obviously imply that it's still you know fully vr in in a in one functionality at least while also having this plainly to see AR functionality as well. That makes so much sense. I could really believe that this is targeted at prosumers. Yeah, those guys who just want to uh, pay a bit more and get a bit more and who can who want to enjoy yeah, more comfort, probably a bit better visuals and also yeah, the added functionality. But also I believe that we haven't talked about this yet. This should also come with eye tracking yeah, it makes so much sense mm. also for meta right they want to get more data to sell better ads and this could be that and also they will improve um for example social vr with eye tracking because then you will really be able to see where you look into where you look at and when you have some kind of very nice um, avatar in horizon worlds you will have probably a nicer avatar with more expression thanks to eye tracking. And then you have these, okay, you have this bad looking um, avatar. Uh, you are the, the, you are a poor Quest 2 user. <laughs> and then you have these really cool avatars that can probably somehow scan your face and where you look at and walk. Then you will see, okay, and this guy, he is using the, the Cambria. And, and maybe it, even yeah. body tracking and yeah, maybe even who body knows, tracking who knows, who knows? Yeah, with, with all these cameras on the controllers that maybe they'll be scanning your whole body and you will be like moving around and maybe we will finally get legs in VR. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. So I do believe that there's going to be this kind of uh, two class society, Quest 2 and Quest 1 owners, poor bastards and Cambria users who, who have the best avatars and stuff. And actually, that's um, exactly how it's in the, in the novel Snow Crash. Probably some of you have read that book. And um, there's also uh, like this scene where they go into this virtual club and you see some of the avatars are black and white because they, <laughs> the users have only like an old VR headset and some avatars are like completely beautiful and they have mm -hmm. the latest cool headsets and something elite. like this could happen now in front of our eyes. <laughs> VR it's, elite. It's also yeah. sort of plays into what I think Meta are trying to go for in order to be like the, the Apple um, of this technology that they are creating at the moment as well. Because you have a, a, an iPad Pro, then you have the standard iPad. Exactly, and, you're and right. This, this plays into that so well and it compares totally. so well because this has extra functionality which might appeal more to professionals that don't necessarily just just want to use it for gaming but also want to use it for work-based oh i oh, know the thing is there's a big difference i want to say this as well there's a big difference between something that's targeted to enterprise and something that's targeted to productivity this is in my opinion nothing to do with enterprise it could potentially be used for enterprise but what i'm saying is this is a productivity device as well as whatever Quest 2 is. Uh, and, yep. and that's the difference. There's a difference in ways in looking at this. I see, I hear so many people talk about Cambria and say, I'm not interested, it's enterprise. This is not an enterprise device. This is consumer, squarely consumer, but it's, it might have productivity-based functionality as well, which is a difference. 
Mm. Totally agreed. So now, Gary, tell us the exact price of this headset. <laughs> oh dear, yeah, that is a tough. <laughs> this is probably I've been asked a lot of prices on future technology. Uh, the price many is right. Times, <laughs> yeah, many the price times. is right. Exactly. Yeah. The price is right. <laughs> and this, well, this is probably the hardest one that I. I I can't even think what it would be. We know it's more expensive than the Quest 2, and but we don't know by how much. And it, based on everything that we've heard from Zuck saying that this is going to be more expensive, um, I think Boz has mentioned as well that this is going to be a more expensive device. This is prepping people that it might not be just a small amount of <laughs> increase over the Quest 2. So here's a guess. I, I would say $799, $799 is okay. what, what my estimate would be. However, if we're to hear what is being reported by Brad Lynch and what his source says, then it would imply that the experience isn't actually that much better than the Quest 2. So maybe mm. I could backtrack on that. But um, yeah. Okay, you say $799. Okay, how, what is Tatiana's guess? I would. I was going to say just a little bit below that. I would guess six hundred dollars, but there also may be the same situation with Quest, where there is a mm -hmm. a five ninety nine version, and there is a six ninety nine version based yeah. on the memory or oh, based yeah. on the battery or based That's on all true. that. But I would think it would be between five hundred and seven hundred, mm -hmm. eight hundred. I would be kind of disappointing because it's almost <laughs> three times more expensive yeah. than Quest. Um, so yes, I will stick with my um, my guess between five and seven hundred. And actually, that is exactly my guess as well. My guess is five ninety nine. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah, six hundred dollars. I think that would be the sweet spot. I would totally buy it, obviously. <laughs> but I also think more <laughs> more other people would buy it at five ninety nine. Seven ninety nine is a bit tough, I think. Well, yeah, this is the thing. I'm sort of preparing myself as well, thinking yeah. about this, because I don't know if I'm going to be able to pick one of these things up. That's the thing. I've got, I've got a Lynx R1 coming. I've got a Steam Deck coming. Yeah, okay. I've got, I've got all <laughs> these things. I, don't, I can't keep up. I've got, I I've couldn't. Got a... Oh, I didn't even talk about Steam Deck and how angry I am that I don't have it yet. The same here. Yeah. Valve. Tatiana doesn't have it, and I don't have it. What's, what's the matter? I'm willing to, to buy it, but I Mike cannot. Mike doesn't have it. Mike from VR Oasis doesn't have it. <laughs> why, why don't we have it? It's, it's bad. Because we're in a second quarter. We were not fast enough at clicking that button the I, first I, second. I was fast. It was the, the website that yeah. failed me. <laughs> yes. That, I tell you, I, I was there at the beginning. And after the first 10 minutes, I thought, forget it. I'm going to go for a walk. I went for a walk. I came back and then I, it went straight through then after about, and I got in about one hour after it opened uh, for pre-orders. So yeah, I'm not going to, I'm still a month away probably from getting mine, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least we will see all the cool content that other people will be posting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we will know Great. all about it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I also want one. And I did the pre-order just like you, Gary. I told you before we started the show. But then a couple of weeks uh, ago, I got an email from them. Yeah, we have canceled your pre-order, but I don't know why. So I'm hmm. just as angry as Tatiana is involved. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That's damn. okay though. That's okay because I hear people who have you know received it. They love it. They're really uh, enjoying it so far. So I'm just getting more excited that I know I will get it. Yeah, <laughs> so for now, eventually. I'm glad that I'm busy with other things. So I'm glad that I have one uh, fewer toy to to distract me from other things. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. Right. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, right. And uh, yeah, I'm also looking forward to uh, Cambria and what kind of exciting ideas people will come up with uh, for developing with this mixed reality stuff. Uh, just like for the Lynx R1, obviously. Both very interesting devices. Yeah, now we come to the next topic. And probably you have watched my video about it. It's about Moss Book 2. Book two. Finally, finally, the successor to Moss came out. Um, some time ago and it's a PSVR exclusive obviously it's the successor to Moss and it's just like incredibly beautiful it's an incredibly beautiful PSVR exclusive that hopefully soon also comes to other other headsets but first it's a PSVR exclusive and you're still like uh, controlling Quill that beautiful that the mouse you know here you, you can see it now and I have proclaimed it to be the game of the year 2022 until now. So, Tatiana, I know that you have played it. So <laughs> do let us know about your experiences with the game. Okay, okay. Um, it's funny. Yeah, we talked a little bit about um, Moss last time. Last time I was on the show. And I remember Sebastian said that he really, really thinks that this is his favorite game. Uh, and uh, I like it. I enjoy it. I think that it's a very good game of its genre. Uh, I don't know if you played it, Gary, but um, this kind of platformer is just made it really well um, because it doesn't cause any motion sickness. It, it runs very smoothly. The puzzles are challenging, but they're interesting and the interactions are very like diverse. And I think that what I loved most about the second book is that these kind of interactions, they were... Like there's, there were even more things that you could do. So they really push the boundaries of what you can do as Quill and as a, as a reader, right? Because in this game, you are the reader, <laughs> kind of like in the ghost giant, you are this like invisible or visible entity that's helping. So you can do actually more things. I watched your video, Sebastian, and yep. I think you played at some point. I played a little bit beyond that. So I was actually, I saw how you were blown, you know, blown away. <laughs> and totally like, blown away. Boy, you don't even know what's coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, today I played further and yes. yeah, blown away. Yes, like there's just so much more interaction added to it. Like you literally become the mother nature. You can grow yeah, the leaves on yeah. those vines. Right. You can build the bridges and you can... Like the the gameplay even gets better, exactly. Yes, and I've also only played to that um, moment where you can grow these extra vines and build bridges and this new animal, uh, not animal, some kind of a, a bug that explodes. I don't remember if he was in the original game, but um, I only played for about an hour and a half and there's so much more in that game. And I remember the developer... So Alex, Alex VR from Upload VR interviewed him at the Gamer Developer Conference. And he said that um, uh, they really focused on more, adding more interactivity in the game. So to make it, to, to make it more interactive and to allow more things that, you know, you can do as Quill and as the reader. And uh, that I think they really succeeded in that. In the very beginning, you could already see that there's so much more you can do. And, um, and he also said that it is coming to Quest soon. There's cool. no date yet, but it's it's definitely coming. So I went ahead and made the video too because it's almost like an early view, early look at the game. I expect it to be very similar in Quest. Um, 
um, yeah, so overall, it's the great game of the genre. I wouldn't say, I think it's too early to say that this is going to be the game of the year because... Yeah, until now, I said, until now. Until me, now, until because now. Yeah. there's also going to be like another game that I'm actually really looking forward to trying is... GTA, uh, San Andreas? It's not... Oh yeah, it can be a game of the year, I guess. This but I was thinking too. Cities VR. What? what? Si like SimCity kind of ah, cities okay. VR yeah, skylines, yeah. like the the, the Sims city building managing simulator. I think that right. one um, is very anticipated too. But up until now, maybe yeah, I would say it's at least one of the best games yeah. released yet. <laughs> It's so beautiful. And, you know, I was just blown away how this game looks in VR and on this old system, on this PlayStation mm. VR 1. Yeah, I put it on. I played it on the PS5 and today actually on the PS4 Pro. And it just looks so good. It works so good on this old system. It's so colorful. And the environments are just art. It's oh, it's, oh, it's so good. <laughs> Gary, is it something that you would enjoy playing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love the first one. I think it's it's a great game. Um, but I've not got a PlayStation VR at the moment, so oh, no. I can't play it. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll look forward to it when it comes out on the Quest, I suppose, or PC VR. Is it is the original Moss? Is that on PC VR now yeah. as well? Yeah, yeah so, it is. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, so maybe I could uh, play it on that or on the Quest. So I'll see. But um, it's definitely like one one of my favorite games of its genre i think what what tetiana said there is important for me it's one of my favorite games of this genre mm -hmm. um and I, I yeah i loved it it's, i loved it and not many people don't like it do they have right. you ever heard anybody who who no. says a bad word about this because um it's really well polished um, and yeah. i've said polished a lot during this episode <laughs> but um yeah it's really well made and uh yeah it's a good experience um so i'll try it one day yeah, you have to. And actually, it's even better than the first one because just like Tatiana said, you have more ways to interact with your environment, yeah. right? Just uh, it's, it's so mm -hmm. well done and it's so, so beautiful. And today I've played a bit more and I was just again, just as excited <laughs> like I was when I played it for the first time, like a week, a little bit more than a week ago. Yeah, mm -hmm. so for, for me personally, this is really the game of the year until now in VR and even even as a flat game this is just like magic i just feel so immersed <laughs> in this i just feel so immersed in this game yeah um, even though it's not the first uh, person uh, kind of game but i'm just in this game ah yeah as you I can want tell to address, i love I it i want to address <laughs> a Lars's comment so basically you know whether you can whether you should play the first one there is a lot of spoilers there you know because yeah, it's right. a sequel it literally picks up where book one uh is left off so just be prepared that you will you we will be spoiled about you know what you're supposed to do in book one but also because um the tutorial in book one is a little bit more elaborate like it's a little more detailed uh, in explaining how to control Quill, how to interact with things. I think it may be a little bit challenging to start with book two because the game assumes you kind of know how to do things, how to move objects that you're actually supposed to interact with them, how to how the combat mode works. So it doesn't really explain it in great detail in book two. So yeah, but it does it does explain it. But I would agree with you. Anyways, play the first one. It's such a good game as well. And for example, if you have Viveport Infinity, it's even there for free. So yeah, just 
play it now. Play it now if you can. Yeah, and also it's it's on Quest 2 as well, right? The first part. Don't know exactly mm -hmm. how expensive it is right now, but it's also great, a great port. Wow, really, really amazing. And I can tell that it took so long for them to make it because the level of detail is astonishing. Like what I did before, just before our um, our podcast, I played it again. I looked at, at Quill, at the mouse, and then I blew into the microphone like this, like... And you could mm. you could see the ears, like like flatter or how oh, to say really? that. Yeah, oh it's God. the level of detail is insane, insane. <laughs> I must make a title, Ooh. <laughs> a YouTube title. The level of detail is insane. It really is. It's great, so good, and everyone must play this. Really, if you have the chance to play this, if you have the chance to get, uh, I don't know, if you have a PS4, PS. For Pro or Five, go and get that used old PSVR for hundred bucks or what, and and play this game. It is really worth it. I wonder, I wonder what the exclusivity period is, or if it's not got an exclusivity period, they're just having extra time to port it or something like that. Do, do we know no that idea. yet? No, no, we don't know. I have no, no idea. I think it'll come soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't. I really don't think it's going to take them very long. Agreed. Yeah, and and like, like 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 uh, you were saying, Sebastian, the the quest port of the first game is really good. I've I've I played through it entirely through PSVR originally, but then I started playing it on Quest um, as well, and it's just it's just, it's great. It's absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great that we have games like this that can really fascinate us again about virtual reality. And I really believe that everyone who plays this kind of game for the first time, probably VR, they will understand the magic of this medium. Yeah, how it feels like to be in this world in 3D and to be able to interact with everything. You couldn't do that, obviously, if it was like a 2D flat game, right? It would be totally different, but you can. And therefore, I'm a big fan of VR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah. I always talk about the experiences that just make something differently. Um, I, I've been talking about it since I just started appearing on the show. You know, yeah. uh, first-person shooters are great, but they just look so similar to like flat-screen first-person shooters in VR. I, I mean, uh, games like like Moss. I think they are doing things quite differently. So right. I, I do like showing off the games that allow you to have experiences that otherwise you wouldn't be able to so i'm always I, i'm really appreciative of games like that they kind of really push the boundaries of what you can do in vr and showcase like all the all, all the best things right so again everyone out there who's wondering should i get most two the answer is yes <laughs> <laughs> right and i hope gary i hope that you can get it soon as well Wow, I can't believe how this must look in, in the PSVR 2 because in PSVR 1, it really looks so good. It's unbelievable what they did. I mean, the PSVR 1, it doesn't have a high resolution, right? But uh, yeah, no, I can't tell. It's it's just so good. You played it with the <laughs> PS5, uh, Tatiana, and the PSVR, or what do you have? What kind of system? Yes, actually, that was the first um, PSVR game that I played with uh, PlayStation 5. Yeah, right. Because, um, no, to be honest, I was kind of discouraged from PSVR because I've had the uh, PlayStation 4. And yeah, things don't look so crispy. I, you could, yeah, yeah you, you could 
see the 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 graphics difference was a little too much for me to actually be able to enjoy it especially coming from like quest um so mm. i that's why i put put away my camera uh <laughs> for a long time and couldn't play anything but moss was the reason why i would take it out set it up again and i bought this adapter that would connect my uh psvr ah, to okay. five and then i spent an embarrassingly long time trying to figure out why my playstation 5 controller wasn't working oh yeah you need you need the playstation 4 controller for moss for i didn't know that ah. first of all i was charging my ones to make sure that i have them done and then i realized okay so this yeah. game you need to play with a controller so i exactly. take my PlayStation 5 controller and it's not working and i spent <laughs> way oh, no. too much time trying to figure out that you need to use dual shock controller from position exactly. 4 and exactly. it sucks because if you only have position 5 you need to buy a controller oh, no so you, you you bought you bought one just for the game no, no, I didn't. I still have my PlayStation 4. But for people who don't, you know, that's another extra thing you need to buy. Exactly. Buy an adapter, buy a controller, all to play, you know, a game. It's a lot. So PlayStation, come out of the PSVR 2 already. Because yeah, really. these are too many We're waiting. to play PS1. It's just time. It's just time. We want, we want this headset. We want it. Yeah, cool. Mm. Yeah, so we enjoyed it. And hopefully Gary can enjoy it soon too <laughs> yep i yep, hope so <laughs> yeah cool okay that's for that topic and we have one topic left before we call it a night and that topic or a day and that topic is yeah let's uh, let's talk about our place uh, our um pimax 8kx experiences so gary you got it too now and you you are creating content with it and yeah just tell us what you think about it yeah, so I've got I've got it here. I thought I'll just show you that I have actually got <laughs> it. it. Um, yes, so it's is there. it the is it the KD mass version or the D mass version? Do you know the is it the K? I think it's the KD mass. Oh yeah, KD mass version. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's good. So you get these the, these parts on. Uh, I believe is that the difference. Um, um, actually, um, this is a difference. Yeah, they 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 really are on your ear. Yes, yes. And the, the headphones themselves are also a bit different. They've mm -hmm. got an extra clip where you can, yeah, that they, they basically touch your ear. So they look, without this clip, they look very similar to Valve Index off-ear right. headphones, but they, right. they're, they're not, they don't work that way. Uh, you do have to attach this really to, to get any kind of volume. But with those on, I will say like the audio, I mean, I can get this out of the way. The audio is fantastic with, yeah, with I, these on. I agree. It, yeah. it sounds pretty good, right? It really does. Yeah. Mass. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, okay. So, with a Pimax, I just uh, very quickly my my history is I tried a Pimax five K plus a few years ago, probably in I think it was twenty eighteen. I got loaned one for a week and I tried it. And um, while I liked a lot of what the headset was offering, I was I had distortion issues, warping on the edge eye strain, all of these things. And I did, you know, I used it for a week. I did try to dial in settings, but it was a different place back then what, what Pimax are offering. I personally believe, like in 2018, they were still a relatively new company and they had only just released products out there. Um, so in, in my opinion, I wasn't completely impressed with what I, I tried, honestly. So yeah. when I... I approached Pimax and I, I asked to um, I asked for a unit just to try to make some content on, but 
at the back of my mind, I was thinking back to this first experience I had and I was fully expecting to still not like it. There's a certain aspect with distortion, especially, and certain optical issues and mm -hmm. with anything to do with a VR headset where really you can, you can look at videos that people are doing and you can certainly trust the videos that people are doing and, and get their impressions on it. But until you've tried it yourself, it's very difficult to have an absolute 100% Absolutely. Um, yeah, confidence in, in, in what is happening. So I was still skeptical, but I was very impressed. Just straight away, putting this headset on, very impressed. There was far less distortion, far less warping, um, first off. But also the build quality, that was one of the first things that hit me with this mm. headset compared to the previous versions yeah, that right. I've used. Totally the build agreed. quality is just impeccable. It's, it's really solid and a high-quality product as well. So that's the other thing. Um, I mean, I suppose overall... Let me just give my overall impressions on the Pimax. I, I am thoroughly impressed with it. It's not without several issues, which mean it's not a headset for everyone, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But I've tried Elite Dangerous, Project Cars 2, which I've tried, you know, I've mentioned before. Um, many, many titles, actually. Half-Life Alex and, and non-SIM titles as well. And the headset really does seem to um, just give an overall very good experience in all of these while excelling in certain experiences. Project Cars 2 being one, Elite Dangerous is a great experience too once I've dialed in settings. The reason I don't think it's a headset for everyone is, first of all, I do think it leans more towards people that are uh, interested in simulation-based uh, titles i think it, it leans mm -hmm. in that direction that doesn't mean to say you can't use it for all of these other experiences and have a great time because i think you can but i think it just leans in that direction and also the other thing is the the way the pimax works you have these two canted displays and canted lenses and what this means is that the the actual fit and the ipd and this these write-ups that, that go into this but the actual fit and the ipd adjustment and the binocular overlap of the headset and all of these other things in my opinion mean that it will not necessarily be suitable for everybody depending on their face shape their individual individual face shape eye position and all of these other things and it's a tough thing to really get that across honestly in in a video or even when you're using it because i personally feel like i am right on the edge of what i can enjoy with this headset i am i am right on that lower edge of ipd i've got an ipd of 62 between 62 and 63 millimeters mm -hmm. and even on the lowest possible setting on this headset and even experimenting with that offset that, that you've mentioned sebastian yeah. i still it's not bad enough for me to say it's it's a poor experience or anything like that, but it's just this slight sensation that things are not quite optimized perfectly mm. for me. And that that's all I'll say about that because I think the overall the message I want to say about this headset is that I am thoroughly impressed with it and I think it's come on a long way from when I last tried a Pimax. And if you're lucky enough to have the right face shape, the right eye position, which is probably, you know, 80, 70, 80% of people out there. I don't know. It, it, it's a great headset. And uh, mm. yeah, I, I really enjoy it. 
Cool, cool. Can we talk more about the IPD? Because yes. that's also one of the things that I could, I haven't had the chance to figure it out yet. The way it works for me best is when I put them these lenses as close to each other as possible. Yeah. Many people yeah. have exactly that sensation. And I still think it's not close enough. Like, yeah. And yes. I still wish that it was a little bit a little bit closer to each other because when I put on the headset somehow, because of this just a little bit like difference, it always feels like as if I have a little like orange spot in front of me. I don't know. Hmm. It's that part where the lenses overlap. What is your that IPD? Part, I don't know. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> this is something that you have to find out though. I do, I do, I do. I never had to, you know, okay. only have ever owned Quest and uh, um, yeah. now I do. But um, yeah, so essentially that, just something I, I kept having the same feeling as Gary, like it's it's almost there, but not quite in terms of the optimization, making it yeah. as comfortable as it can be for me. Um, so that's why I wanted to also see what, what your experience is. With it. People, just cutting quickly, Spassi, before you give your impressions on that, that particular point, yeah, some right. people have actually modded their Pimax 8KX. Um, I'm not going to do that. This is a lone one, so I won't be doing that. But people have modded it to, to get those lenses close together. The, the, the reason, so if you can imagine the canted displays here, then you have slightly less canted lenses here below. The, the path into your eye means that they are forming almost like a triangle. So your, your eyes are at the bottom of, of this of this triangle or, or slightly up from the point at the bottom. And this means that if your eyes are further forward in your head or further back in your head, they won't align perfectly with the, the shape of these canted lenses. And there's been people looking into this and, and try to describe this. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's like a, a, a poor design or anything like that. It's the design they, they <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. It's the design they have to use in order to provide this wide field of view. But it also means that if your eyes are not necessarily in exactly the right position in your head, that your alignment with these displays and these lenses won't be, won't be perfect. And that right. to me makes perfect sense. Now, I don't know, I've, I've got a link to a write-up which explains this better than I ever could, but it's, it, it does sort of make sense to me um, that that's the case, but also it's probably not a, a problem for most people. What what do you think, Sebastian? But yeah, it is. I know that some people, even with an IPD of 64, simply can't use the device. I know it from the German community. There's a person who, uh, yeah, who, who puts it on and something is just so off and then he will think like, no, cannot use it at all. So there's still something not perfect with these headsets. It's a really it, odd way of notion of have not having. How did you say it, Gary? Not have their eyes positioned in the right place in their head. Yeah, or something yeah, yeah like right, that. right. Because for, yeah, for some so, people, so the eyes be like that, right? In the skull, some people yeah. have the eyes quite within the skull, and some are more like outside. More. Yeah, and that yeah, means exactly. that Who means because say what's the right way of well, having this, the, eyes yeah, in the skull? Yeah, there's not a right way, but the, this headset relies on people in a certain probably uh, yeah. position. I would imagine. So, so because the the direction of the screens they're coming in like this. So, if your eyes are further away in your head, your forehead touches the the face gasket further forward, okay. then they're not going to hit in the right place. They're going to hit further in. Seems yeah, and the opposite wow. is true as well. So, 
but this yeah. is just, just sounds wrong. <laughs> and, it and literally yeah, sounds it like some people some... are being discriminated against based on their physical <laughs> properties. Well, yeah, but, but it's the same thing way. with the Quest 2 because there's only three IPD positions, right? If you're exactly mm -hmm. in the middle of these positions also, yeah, but there's discrimination hear... against you. <laughs> yes, but you don't hear that kind of those kind of complaints. Like people don't return Quest because of the IPD. Somehow... Mm, probably they do. The we way... don't know. Mm, Maybe, but some people. I don't might. know. All I, three I, heard, of us. I don't know. Some people are oh, not happy well, with it. Anthony, Anthony, I think he's he can't or or prefers to use the Quest One because of the yeah, RPD yeah, adjustment. Exactly. The Quest Two, right. he, oh, he really? yeah, apparently, yeah, yeah. So that, and I want to make it clear before we move on. I'm no optical expert on any of this stuff. So what, take whatever I'm saying with a pinch of salt. I'm just <laughs> reporting on what I've read by somebody who is far more knowledgeable about it than me, yeah. um, and they seem to have a good case for why this is this is happening to, to people. So makes, that's all I'll sense. say. Makes yeah. sense. Mm -hmm. So, um, Tatiana, to what you were saying about you feeling like, okay, probably you should even put it closer together. Perhaps my latest video <laughs> could help you. Check it out. It's on the channel since today. And it's like um, a tutorial how to set up your IPD correctly using the IPD offset. Because mm -hmm. the interesting thing about the Pimax is, just like with the Quest 2, actually, even though it has two displays, the displays do not move when you move the IPD adjustment wheel. The only thing that's going to move are the lenses. So that is interesting. And the, the display, the, the picture, will move on the displays. And it might be that with the IPD offset, you can still set the, the, the picture a bit more closer together and then get a more um, comfortable viewing experience. And for me, actually, this was the case. So mm -hmm. I have that that perfectly normal 64 millimeters average IPD, which allows me normally to use any kind of headset because it's just average. And um, here for the um, for the Pimax, I still had to put it on 62 millimeters and then change that IPD offset to really actually match my eyes. And I'm mm -hmm. showing you how that works in that video that I made. So, and then when I did this, I didn't have that strange feeling anymore. Be because before, when I set it to 64 millimeters, it was okay-ish. But then still after like uh, 30 minutes, I felt like my eyes hurt. I had some yeah. kind of eye strain. Something mm -hmm. was off. But now with having it dialed in perfectly, I can play for hours and I feel good even putting the headset away. My eyes don't have to readjust and I feel great now about the headset. I'll watch that video. But isn't that odd that even you yeah. having the most normal yeah, IPD 64 yeah. still have to do some extra that is bad. headset? <laughs> yeah, that's why, that's why I cannot recommend this for everyone. You know, that's why I say, okay, if you are... Uh, okay with tinkering if you're okay with going into the settings and even if you're okay sometimes having to use some command line tool if you have bricked your device because there's some <laughs> yeah, firmware update that. which which totally like um yeah bricked your headset just then you're okay to buy this device i mean I'm hopefully the 12k is going to be better and and what kevin henderson said sounds like it's much better mm -hmm. it's it's more mm -hmm. straightforward you you simply um, it will automatically adjust oh, to your IPD. That that will be amazing, right? Yeah. But but for the AKX, once you have dialed it in, like now it fits me perfectly. I have the mm -hmm. perfect IPD adjustment now, 
And also I've changed the colors because the color settings also make a huge difference when you directly get it and you plug it in. In my opinion, the colors look bad, like completely washed out, not nice, not good enough. But now after I've set the colors according to somebody um, from, from the MRTV Discord server, it looks way better. Did have you, you tried it? Have you tried it? Did you change colors in Pi in Pi Tool? In, in the Pi Tool, yeah. You, oh you yes. Can set, yeah, you can set like um, for each channel RGB. You can you can set like, uh, do you want more or do you want it mm -hmm. less bright for that color channel? And that made uh, such a huge difference. Yeah, I um, I guess I was messing with more like surface level. Yeah, the colors. Okay. I mean, there's brightness and there's saturation. I think, but I've seen the channel like specific channel settings, but I. Just didn't want to mess everything up yeah. again because I told you last last time I was on the show that I thought I broke it <laughs> by changing settings because okay. it wouldn't run like none of the games would run, hmm. um, none of the Oculus uh, like Quest uh, Store games would run for some reason. Okay. And uh, as we figured out in a couple of days, that was it had to do with a revive and like. Mm -hmm change the directory of where the games would be pulled so i installed <laughs> right. revive and then i uninstalled it but the directory remained and it would try to run games from there instead of mm -hmm. the original location so uh, anyway one of those things that you need to be you need to have a phd in in this kind of computer <laughs> science good that you have <laughs> one good that i have one but it didn't help me then um so yes um the colors um i, I probably will need to, to you have a little bit deeper yeah i made the video as well so you're totally <laughs> settled with mrtv watching mrtv <laughs> gary gary did yeah. you did you try the, these other colors as well i i met, i sort of messed around with them briefly just looking through settings mm -hmm. so yeah i did i did i did try i've not really like dialed it in perfectly or anything like that i've not took the time to do that but um okay. yeah that that makes sense i've not I've, i'll be honest i've not really had a big problem with the colors in the headset since i've been using it but if i can get it better then i'll, I'll yeah. take that for sure try this try the settings that i posted under this video mm -hmm. they were watching right now the population okay. one one it's there and <laughs> wow i've dialed them in and now this looks so much better much more vibrant mm -hmm. even better blacks and very comparable to what we know from index or what so it did, it did make a big difference and another thing with a screen capture, I can see it in your video, yeah, yeah. and I saw it in Gary's video. It sucks. Isn't it annoying? <laughs> it <sucks. laughs> it was it, uh, offset. It's not centered because it's only capturing one lens. Yeah, and that, it's that, warped like it's that. Super it's warped, not, yeah. Well, it would the, not be my choice. That's that's honestly, I love the headset, problem, yeah. but that would be my main reason yeah, why yeah. Totally I'm going to be it. making totally content. The, the yeah. warped thing, actually, somebody posted, because I mentioned that, I was trying to rectify it, but then somebody posted in my comments saying that it sort of illustrates the wide field of view, though, at the same time with this headset, and it, it sort of separates it from other footage that you might post from other VR headsets. So they seem to like it, but I can understand, like, watching it, it's a little bit uncomfortable. And the problem it's so is... you are not even in VR. Yeah, and it, right. the problem is if you stretch it out or try to adapt it, then it becomes all pixelated and exactly, yeah, exactly. It, it's actually sad that it's like this because some people might think, "Oh, this is how it looks in VR. I don't want this." But in VR, no, it doesn't look like this, like this strange stretch. Right. Actually, now with that great uh, distortion profiles, I don't have this distortion problem anymore. I had it before with the large FOV, but now, no. I, well, I, I can still tell it's there. Yes. It's not perfect. Yeah, it's yeah. there for sure. 
but it does not affect me when I no. play it. How about you, that, Tatiana? The same oh, thing? It doesn't sorry, bother God. me. I saw it. Wow. I've never used the previous, like, 5K. I haven't used that one. So I, right. I hear the horror stories from you. But when I tried <laughs> AKX, uh, again, same thing. I saw it, but it didn't bother me at all, which was weird because I would think, oh, anything less than Quest or any anything less yeah. comfortable than Quest would probably be annoying. No, right. it just it kind of reminds me of this ginormous FOV that I have. <laughs> it's it's just so nice. I love that. I was so shocked. Yeah, yeah, right. I still so, remember the first time I put it on. <laughs> I must say they've come a long way, really, from that first experiences to now. And I did have the very first version of the 8KX mm -hmm. here on the channel, like before anyone had it, and I didn't like it. And I, I told that to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> which like strained my relationship with Pyramix a bit. But um, yeah, it was just how I felt in the very beginning. But now, now that you can use the Pyramix AKX with 90 hertz, and I could only use it with 75 hertz in the first uh, version, that is really a huge difference. And with the upgraded um, distortion profiles, now with having dialed in the colors and also the IPD setting, yeah, I really like it, and I can recommend it actually for people. That's something that I couldn't say before. But again, just with the knowledge, okay, you might have to tinker with it to get mm. it to that point. It's really not that I could recommend it to everyone and you buy it and you're happy. No, you have to spend quite a bit of time to dial it in. If it fits for you, if you have, can dial it in to you, perfect. But there are also some people who are not happy, who are not um, getting uh, lucky with it for some reasons, probably because of the eye issue that is too deep in the head or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's an interesting device now, I must say. Yeah. I, th I think um, with regards to the distortion thing, because I, um, I I'm somebody that's very sensitive to to that kind of distortion. I don't think it should be in a VR headset. Mm -hmm. that, that if it, the representation of when you turn your head in real life is not the same representation of how it is in a VR headset. And I think they are doing something incorrect with that. Yeah. <clears throat> At the same time, this now, and it's surprising to me. So if I look straight ahead in the Pimax 8KX and, and turn my head, I get a sense of slight distortion on, on the edges. That, yeah, that's, that's what perfect, I was saying. For sure. yes. if, I, if I look for it, there's nothing there. It's bizarre to me that I can't actually see the distortion and yet I get a sense of it when I yeah. look straight ahead. And people will probably comment and say, this is because it's got a wide field of view. And I, yeah, I understand that. But at the same time, my real life has got a wide field of view as well. And I don't get any distortion with that. So what I'm saying is it's improved to the point now where I can use it. As somebody that is very sensitive to distortion, this is pretty much fine honestly and i'm oh, saying yeah. that same for it, me yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. interesting so yeah i can i'm i'm really looking forward to that next stage right when pimax comes up with a 12k qled which is supposed to be better in everything and, and totally blow us away so that should be pretty interesting to to find out if how much better it would be yeah mm. and whatever else they might have up their sleeves even before 12 yeah. KX releases. Exactly. exactly. So that should be pretty exciting. Let's see what, what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's it for today's show. Really happy to, to talk with you about VR, like always. Hope uh, the distraction worked, Tatiana, for at least two hours. 
Yeah, it's been great. I've learned something new with that quest <laughs> dongle. I'm going to go and, and read more about it. And yeah. both of you really um, urged me to try Pymax again because, yeah, yeah, it's been a lot's been going on and it's Give been them another sitting chance. there. I know. I mean, I, I really have to. I really need to. I, I'm putting, I'm moving it up in my priorities to get it out as soon as I can because it's, it's a great headset. It's worth all the attention that you know it's getting um even at the stage that it is now i think uh, yeah. it's, it's better it's better than quest like visually i would prefer it i just wish i could create more content with it with re screen recording um yeah right. better quality but yeah it's just it's just coming. make sure that you tinker with it set the ipd mm. according to that beautiful tutorial that i made <laughs> Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah. I will be bothering you with yeah, questions. Yeah. Please do. And <laughs> yeah, really, it's a, it's, it's a pretty good, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that's it for season two, episode 20 of the Next Dimension podcast. If you are watching us right now, do give us a thumbs up on YouTube. And also do leave a comment. How did you like today's show? And uh, yeah, any comment will help with the algorithm. These long shows... YouTube doesn't really push them, so you have to help us push them with commenting, with giving the thumbs up, and with letting your VR friends know about the Next Dimension podcast. Also, if you would like to help us more, do um, open your podcast app on your iDevice, on your iPhone and iPad, and uh, yeah, find the, the Next Dimension podcast, and do leave us a five-star review. We would be really happy about this. And... I'm looking forward and we are looking forward to hopefully see you in next week's episode. And I know that next, week epi next week's episode is going to be a very, very exciting <laughs> one. Teasing here again. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's everything that we got for today. Looking forward to see you next week. Until then, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.